Good afternoon, Rochester. What's going on, everybody? How you doing? It's a hot one out there today, huh? Oh, it's definitely warm out there today. So this is the Analog Man Show, and I'm Ken Corpus, and that's my son. Corey, how's everybody doing? And I got a text message from Katie. She's not making it in today, but um, I think Corey and I got this under control. So... uh, we got some, we're, as you probably have heard, we're going to be doing some talk about computer stuff. So or technology, technology. Can phone, cell phone, internet, web browsers, Facebook, you name it. Anything to do with computers, we talk about it. Well, I, honestly, to be honest, we could talk about anything technology, I think. Um, now, also, we play a lot of local music as well. Um, sometimes we'll play our favorite songs. Uh, typically, we try to play some local music here. Um, I hope everybody had a fantastic week. I'm sorry that I was not here last week. Uh, I wasn't feeling too well. I was definitely feeling under the weather. I went home and went right to bed. Uh, took a long nap. Well, but we're back this week and ready to do it all over. Um, now, I have here, I was just reading this actually before we went on air. I know this isn't computer related or anything, um, but it seems like electronic cars are the new wave. Um, and not necessarily everyone would agree you with mean that. battery power. Right. So um, it looks like BMW uh, is actually just releasing its first mini electric car. Um, they are currently asking about $35,000 for the car. And it's said to say that it runs on old technology. Um, with that being said, it only goes about 146 miles on range, which when I read that, I was kind of surprised about, especially when the Chevy Bolt uh, can go further than that, and the Teslas, I believe, can go a lot further than that as well. Yeah, about 300, but what you have to understand, with all of those numbers, that means under ideal conditions. Right, exactly. So, so if, if, if you... it's the perfect weather, you, you have it on a full charge um, and things like well, that. And how heavy you are with your right foot. How much weight is in the car as so well. Your brother and I took a Tesla for a ride. I used 20 miles worth of energy in 10 miles. I believe it. Because I was heavy on the right, right foot. Why? Because everybody knows when you step on the gas pedal in an electric car, it's all torque, and it takes off. So, they're you know, they're fun to drive, but they just don't have the range. And there's lots of other problems with them. If you want an enjoyable evening, uh, you want to spend watching some YouTube videos, Google Tesla battery fires. And... It'll, it'll provide you with an entire evening of entertainment. Well, I know even when Teslas and electric cars first came out, there was a lot of issues with them. I know Tesla, that was a huge thing, that they were releasing these luxury cars that um, were full battery. And I know, um, I can't remember who it was, but it was, there was a celebrity I was watching a video on when they first came out with them. They gave him the car for free. He was driving down the highway. He hadn't even been in the car for 20 minutes, and it had already broken down. And they had given him this car for free, and they ended up going, picking him up, getting and giving him a new one because there was an issue with that. Um, now, as far as BMW's hopes to continue to make electric cars, um, it looks like the the, the CEO um, for the comp- who's been a part of the company for the last four years sent a message out to his employees stating that he does not like the way that the company has gone and that the changes that are taking place. Um, he did not approve of and that's why he stepped down so it looks like they may be changing things up well i guess we'll have to wait and see what that looks like but i think it's cool that even bmw and other companies are starting to get involved in the electric wave it's coming but i don't know if it's really going to be able to replace you know i heard a lot of companies are trying to do it within the next 10 years or so have all the callers be electric but i guess we'll have to wait and see it's definitely more expensive to do than just um, running off of fossil fuels. Yeah, and the biggest problem is the amount of recharge time that it takes. Um, you know, because right now, say you want to drive cross country, it's over three thousand miles. It's probably going to take you roughly three days in a regular car. You're going to have to stop probably every four hundred plus miles to fill up your tank, and to fill up your tank, you're probably going to spend five minutes maybe and go to the bathroom grab something to eat get back in the car and, and keep on still, going you could even maybe take a 10 minute nap yeah and still so, be able to go but and then charging your car you know some of those 
uh, cars take hours and hours and hours to charge, so it, it's really dependent on, on that. Um, so now, as far as the um, the car goes for the Mini, it looks like they were stating that it has a respectable eight, 184 um, horsepower. I don't know how strongly that really relates, I guess, in the horsepower when you talk about the fossil fuel cars that are out there. They're putting out uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of horsepower. So... I'm not sure exactly what it looks like. I mean, I know it, it, with electric stuff, it's going to be a little bit more difficult to get that horsepower. Um, but it looks like if you translate that to miles per hour, uh, from zero to 60, or um, yes, from zero to 62 miles an hour, the BMW Mini would take 7.3 seconds. And when you look at some of the other cars that are out there, we have cars that are doing zero to 60 in almost two seconds flat. So... It's definitely something to keep your eye on. Um, I hope that one day we can be all electric, um, possibly to help the planet. I mean, there's only so much fuel that you can continue to use, especially when the population of the planet continues to go up. But that is a different topic for a different day. Uh, I know we got yep. some. I know we got some local music lined up. Well, I, I'm gonna start right out of the gate with one of my favorites. I think every week that we've been here, I've played a foreigner song. So why change? <laughs> why, why, why do anything different, right? So I pulled this one up. Uh, it's a foreigner song, you know. As I told you before, Lou Graham is a local guy. Um, he's around and uh, still uh, hanging out with us with the car guys and stuff. So this particular song is called "That Was Yesterday" with Foreigner and Lou Graham. So I accidentally, uh, somehow, um, cut that music off. That was Foreigner. So Corey just found something interesting about a hotel that... The Marriott Hotel. The Marriott Hotel. So while he's talking about that, I'm going to go find this song and re-up it, re-cue it up here. So it looks like the Marriott, um, 
It doesn't say whether, like, what particular um, part of the Marriott, but it looks like it's just the Marriott company as a whole. Uh, it says right now that a, the, they were had a UAK watchdog um, that came in and hacked their data. Uh, the cyber attack, which Marriott disclosed last year, uh, exposed over 330 million guest records, including 7 million records related to the UK residents. Uh, the massive breach of the Marriott internal uh, incorporation reservation databases could lead to the possibility of over uh, a 99 million pound, which translates to about 124 million dollars in U.S. Uh, fine under the general data protection regulation. Uh, the outcome that would highlight the UK's aggressive approach on online breaches. Uh, so basically, um, what what is happening is the UK is becoming more strict on how companies hold data. Um, they think that the Marriott um, didn't secure the data well enough. Um, and pretty much, what what it, from my opinion and what I got from reading through this article here while we were listening to uh, that song, was it seems like the way that the government over there thinks about this attack is that the Marriott kind of had a very Lee kind of, I guess you could say Lacks. laid back feel yeah, on how yeah. they were securing all of their guest records. And that is a lot of people, a lot of people, 7 million UK residents. Oh, yeah had their data put out there. Now, that could lead to your credit card, your name, your address, your well, possible yeah, telephone definitely. number. I mean, it, who knows if they're keeping how much money you spent while you were there. Like, there's just so much that goes into that. It's it's crazy. So it's definitely one thing that, like, we go back to, I know that's something that you can't prevent as an individual. Those are one of those things that a company should have been able right, to prevent. Right, but Marriott should definitely be able to do it. Exactly. And but, they got to step up their game. That's the bottom line. And that's People got to start thinking about, you know, security at a higher level. And that's where, the more we continue to advance, the more these viruses, the more these hackers, the more that these guys are going to advance as well. Yep. So not just on a, not just on a business level, but as a personal level, you want to keep, you want to keep an eye on what information you are disclosing to many people that you may not know. Social media is a great tool. It allows you to get your name out there, whether you be an artist, which we play a lot of local music here, and things like that. But you want to be careful what information you are displaying and leaving out potentially in the open. Yeah. If Facebook is ever hacked, like we had talked about, you have the potential for that information to be out in the known, uh, especially if you're hiding some of it on private. Like I know people store credit card information for those Facebook games. It's one thing that I always recommend. If it asks you to save it, do not save it. Right. If you're going to buy that information, you put that information in. If it saves it, you can go back and remove that. But I, I just me, I, I won't pay for a Facebook game. I've actually uh, kind of slowed down on my Facebook role lately. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, okay, I figured out what happened there. That was my mistake. Uh, what I did was I played a song from my thumb drive that was plugged into the computer rather than from the hard drive and when i unplugged my thumb drive guess what happened to the song it was looking for it but it couldn't play it <laughs> so that's a technicality that was caused by me we call that user interface so here's foreigner one more time for you i'm gonna play uh, that was yesterday
Lou Graham and Florner, that was yesterday. Uh, so um, I guess if you don't like Foreigner, you're going to have a problem listening to this radio station. Cause I, like <laughs> I said, I think I've played a song from them every, every week we've been here. Um, but anyways, uh, and they have a depth of songs that we could play, you know, one song probably from now until the end of the year. <laughs> To be honest, I feel like we could take an entire show of an hour and play their music. Probably. So I want to talk a little bit more about uh, computers and specifically recycling computer parts and and not just computers, but electronics in general. So, you know, DVD players, old VHS players, televisions, um, any type of electronics like that has now been made illegal to put in the trash so technically you're not supposed to put it out by the road with your trash you're not supposed to throw it in the dumpster you're not supposed to do take it to the dump um you're supposed to recycle it it's a law now so essentially if they found out that you threw it in the dumpster yeah you technically you could get in trouble or if they found it in your garbage yeah the only thing is that that I feel like how would they know? But well, if your if your garbage man finds it in his garbage, right. he could probably take it out and leave it in your driveway, or you know, not not take it because he's not required to take it. So what are you supposed to do with it? You're supposed to recycle it, and we are a electronics recycle center in Rochester. We take everything except for televisions right now because these these co- they cost money to recycle. So we can take all of your old radios, uh, computer parts, printers, scanners. We've taken Christmas lights, um, uh, radios, uh, cameras, cell phones. What else? I mean, all kinds There's of stuff. Any type of technology Speakers, like that, you can pretty much recycle instead of just throw tape out. Players. Yeah, so we're, we're trying to keep it out of the landfill. And so... Well, um, if it goes to a landfill, that's not biodegradable, right. so it's just going to sit there. Well, also, there's there's uh, good metals in there. A lot of them have gold and silver and copper and other types of metals, and, and some have chemicals that you don't want in the landfill. So uh, we're, we're located in Webster on Ridge Road, 696 Ridge Road. You feel free anytime we're open to drop off any of your recycling items except for televisions. If you want to recycle a television, there's a few other places that may take them. I I keep hearing different stories, but if you take it to the Eco Park, you look up uh, Google Monroe County Eco Park, th- make an appointment with them, take it to them, and you can, I think you can pay a fee. It's probably around five or ten dollars, depending on the size and, and weight of the TV, and uh, you can recycle it there. However, if it's a working television or a working monitor, we might consider taking it. So, but everything else we'll take, we recycle it. Um, and we've been doing it now for over eight years, and we have recycled tens of thousands of pounds of electronics. So, um, the next song that I wanted to play is uh, something unique, I think, uh, to, to the radio right now. It's a song by Neil Van Dorn. And uh, Neil, uh, I ran into Neil on Facebook. And I said, hey, if you want me to play this on the radio on Wednesday, send me over an MP3 or two, and uh, we can get him on the radio. And he did. So Neil Van Dorn is a jam band, uh, indie pop rock group with roots planted in Rochester, centered around Neil's honest songwriting. The band combines their array of personal influences and diverse backgrounds to create a unique and exciting men, uh, blend of impressive rhythm grooves. Um, so it's compared to like Dave Matthews band, OAR, Guster and Dispatch and a few others. Some people would say that if you don't like Dave Matthews band, you don't like music (laughs) or you don't want to be in Rochester. Right. Uh, the band is high energy five piece band consisting of Neil Van Dorn on the lead vocals, acoustic rhythm guitar, uh, and acoustic rhythm guitar, Jason Milnick on the electric lead guitar, Adam Whiting on keys and background vocals, Paul Tosley on bass, and Jason Ferruso on drums. Um, they released their original Carry On, then um, their second EP to a follow up to their original 2010 debut. Um, and these songs are apparently uh, off their third release, um, and it's uh, 
they're actually having a release party on uh, what is it now let's see July 20th at Jaeger's pub in Rochester so these so songs it's the release party this may not have been heard on the radio before they have very good very very good possibility that you haven't heard this song on the radio or may yet. not have even heard it at all oh yeah uh, so I have two of these songs to play the first one is titled the sauce this is the Neil Van Dorn band off of his brand new album and this song is called the sauce Everybody, what'd you think of that? Oh my god, right when you started playing that song, just the way that the guitar let in, it reminded me of being when, like, back when I don't know if you remember Blink 182. Yeah, I remember. I Blink. used to listen to them a lot back when they started to become popular, or yeah. like some 41. Um, definitely around that genre, it kind of brought me back to that memory. I definitely like that song. I know that yeah. they weren't as heavy or whatever, but it, I definitely like that band and that song. So that song was The Sauce. It's a single off of their album uh, called Out of the Woods. And I have another song called Flintstone Kids. Flintstone? Flint- Look at that. I talk about being a kid, <laughs> and the next song is titled Flintstone, Flintstone Kids. Flintstone Kids. So uh, that's pretty uh, pretty good title for a song. Again, I'm not sure if these songs have been played on Rochester Airwaves on the radio uh, yet, but Look at it they're this being way. played now. It's a first for 106.3. Rochester Free Radio, 106.3 FM. And uh, so this is the band, the Neil, the Neil Van Dorn Band. Again, they're based out of Rochester. 
they're sort of a high energy uh, five piece outfit uh, this is off their latest uh, album called Out of the Woods and this is called Flint Stone Kids shout out to that them guys in that band for throwing some mp3s my way um and getting them on the air here and again i just want to remind you they're holding a release party for this album on uh on the 20th july 20th so they'll be these songs will be available everywhere digitally on july 20th and they're also holding a release party on the same night at jaeger's pub right here in rochester new york so 
Uh, again, big shout out to you guys. Thank you for sharing that with me, and I'm glad I could get it on the air. Hopefully, you'll uh, have a great time. Maybe we'll get down there on the 20th and see you. Um, so now I want to talk a little bit more about tech. So uh, first of all, I want to mention that all of our um, weekly shows, they're, they're an hour long. They're Wednesdays from 5 to 6 p.m. They're all podcasted, and I'm putting these podcasts up on anchor.fm so anchor.fm is a free podcast i set it up and got it working i should have probably called it analog man which is the name of the show uh, but it's actually under my name kenneth corpus so it's anchor.fm forward slash kenneth hyphen corpus and you can find all of our podcasts from every single week that we've been on the air i think except for one the very first one because we weren't recording them at that time um also, you can usually find Corey on Twitch TV. His uh, username is No Time, the number four ambition, No Time for Ambition. And uh, um, you can find us on Facebook. As I said before, uh, we, uh, we have a Facebook page for the business, ComputerWorks Pro. It's on Facebook.com slash ComputerWorks with an S, Pro, P-R-O, like professional. So take a look at that. Give us a hit up on the fa on the Facebook page. Send us some questions. Uh, you know, you can feel free to call in here to the studio, 585-417-5435. And again, the radio station is WRFZLP Rochester, uh, also 106.3 FM. And you can listen live on the air, on the internet, uh, rochesterfreeradio.com slash listen. So... Let's talk about Facebook, since I keep mentioning Facebook. Running around rampantly on Facebook, again, is this fake message about um, an algorithm that will only show you 26 friends. And it's reportedly got some Channel 13 news uh, reference in there that tries to make it legitimate, but it, in fact, it is not. And it has been around um, since, well... Snopes has known about it since the last year in February, but I think it's been around longer than that. Um, it's a false um, statement. Facebook did not generate an algorithm that's only going to show you 26 friends. Yeah, it says the rumor started in December of 2017. It says Facebook was restricting you to the number of friends that could see your content, and it walks you through a big, long litany list of things that you should do, and also you should copy and paste it and put it in your profile so everybody else can do the same thing. And I, I wonder how many people are out there that, you know, that write these things and get you to trick you into doing it. Just sit back and laugh at all the people that well, are even I think where they, got the, where they got the idea from, I don't know if you remember, but I remember when I, when I was in high school and just after high school, those mass messages that people would send out to like forward this or this will happen or blah, 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 or forward this for Facebook security purposes, people started that as a joke. You know what I mean? And it everyone continued to for it because they thought it was the truth. So I think that's where they kind of got the idea from behind it on that. I mean, obviously, I'm not them, so I don't know. But um, it definitely seems like that's where they got this idea from is the share, share, share. And uh, to be honest, it's one of those things where you, you want to be careful what you're clicking on. You know what I mean? You, yeah. If it looks Sometimes if it looks too good to be true, you don't want to be clicking on it. I know I, I think I was talking to you about that uh, malware app before the show oh yeah yep and uh there's Over in europe there's an app in the middle east going oh, around east, right yeah. now uh they use nines i believe it's called or nine amps or something like that over there to download apps something kind of like the google play store or the itunes store what have you um but there's an app that installs the malware on the phone and it disguises itself as a google updater or something along the lines of google and it kind of just does the same thing it it recodes the apps that are on your phone and it allows you it allows them to play more ads on certain apps and they get the whole benefit of the ad so like i said it's definitely something you want to be careful of these technology hackers viruses they're going to continue to get more um extreme yeah the more that technology comes out the the more that we're able to advance they're able to advance as well so the reality of this particular hoax, if you want to call it that, is an internet hoax, is that nobody really seems to know what exactly the Facebook algorithm is and how to defeat it. 
because every time somebody figures out a way to work around it, because you're never going to defeat it, first of all. Um, there's just too many people over there that are, you know, way smarter than me, and then you're never going to defeat or, it. Or they're just spending the and, time to change yeah, it and, and make something new out of it. And so you're never going to get past that, but you can work around it in some ways. But every time someone finds a way to do that, they and they have statistics on all of the hits on Facebook and who's sharing what and doing what, and so they can see when they make a change whether or not it affects the system. And uh, so nobody really knows what's going on behind the scenes, if you will, or behind the curtain. Um, but uh, the content is, um, you know, can can be massaged quite a bit based on, you know, your preferences and things. So you can actually, you know, stop seeing posts from people if you want to or see posts sooner that, you know, by that, by certain ways of going in and, and looking at the, the way you follow your pages newsfeed. and people. Yeah, your, your news newsfeed feed. settings. They, yeah. I like that Facebook's been able to change a lot of that. Instead of seeing certain things, you can be friends with people on Facebook, but you don't have to see follow what they're them, posting right. yeah. or you can unfollow their posts or hide it or you can always re-enable yeah, it if you did it by mistake or... Friends with a lot of people on Facebook, but, you know, I've, I've got over a thousand friends now, and it's impossible for me to see everything. But, um, anyways, that's that's another one of those hoaxes that's been running around out there. I see people posting it, and and we should just not do that, especially if the post tells you, um, you know, copy and paste this into your browser. It's probably trying to trick you. The other thing I've seen lately, as well, is a number of missing persons posts that are a year or two years old one of them i think was close to three years old and you know like most of the kids that i, I saw the follow-up on had been found so um, be very careful about that as well what you're sharing uh you know do a little research first and find out about it or make just sure it's read true. like that i feel like that's what a lot of people don't do nowadays especially when they sign up for contracts or a new company whether it be a phone or a computer your car you don't read the fine print if you had just taken two seconds or even five minutes uh you could have saved yourself a lot of trouble right. in the wrong run <clears throat> so the that's pretty much it we think we beat that one a little bit but you know just uh, be very careful on what you're forwarding on facebook um, so let's get back to a little bit of local music. Uh, this is another artist that I seem to play quite regularly, Amanda Stone. Amanda currently sings with some Rochester bands, including uh, her Blonde Over Blue band. Uh, she also performs a solo with her uh, original music. Uh, she also um, sings in the popular Silver Arrow band. And uh, this particular song is called um, Dazed and Confused. And uh, I hear that she has another album coming out. I'm hoping I can tweak some of those songs out of her and get them up here on the radio so you can hear them. So there's Amanda Stone with Dazed and Confused.
Alrighty, that was Amanda Stone, and that was uh, the song called Dazed and Confused. Um, so now I want to talk a little bit about uh, Microsoft and what's known as Patch Tuesday. So if you're not familiar with Microsoft Windows updates, um, they come out uh, quite regularly, but every Tuesday is what they call Patch Tuesday, where they issue you know some serious patches so there's two zero days and 15 critical flaws in July's patch Tuesday uh, so patch Tuesday is a once a month thing where they issue fixes for like serious security flaws so uh, Microsoft uh, has issued some fixes for Microsoft Edge and also Internet Explorer 11. Listen, if you're still using Internet Explorer, please stop. That's the older style blue E that has the yellow little bar band that goes through it. Please stop. That browser has been pretty much dead to the world for several years now. But these patches are important. Uh, you definitely need them. People ask me all the time, um, is it necessary for me to do Windows updates? And the, an the answer is yes, if you want to stay safe and secure because they're patching holes in the operating system that allow viruses and other things to get in, hackers, um, crypto, you know, crypto viruses and other things like that. So um, zero days, um, there, there's one that have elevation of privilege flaws what we talked about this a couple three weeks ago I think elevation of privilege flaws means under normal circumstances when you're browsing the internet on a web page that web page should not have administrative rights to your computer it should not be able to do things but however these elevation of privilege flaws allow you know remote sessions or remote services or remote servers to elevate their privileges to like administrative level and then do things on your computer which you don't want them to do um, so that's important so if you're getting Windows updates uh, pop up on your screen uh, make sure you do them you can you can't stop them all together but you can sort of cut them back to certain times of the day um, you can also force it on your own if well, you... I know now with Microsoft they and my like my phone as well the system updates that they do some companies actually require you to do them within a certain amount of days and if yeah, you, sort of if you them. skip them so many times eventually say you cannot skip this anymore it needs to be done right uh, so you can always do them at a time where either a you're laying down in bed like yeah you may want to be on your phone and it's kind of inconvenient but at the same time like if you don't or like uh, for me on my computer i do my windows updates on my computer it's right before i turn it off like it gives you an option it'll say shut down update and shut down restart update and restart or log off and to be honest the easiest way to do your windows updates is right there just do update and shut down uh, if you do do that though it may not be able to fully install the update so when you turn your computer on it may pop back up and say that it's installing the updates or finishing windows updates don't turn your computer off at that point because if you do you can end up corrupting the update yeah so that's true and uh so the bottom line is there if you know if you have any questions at all about whether or not you should do something or click on something feel free to give us a call at the store email us uh, you know hit us on facebook or however you can get a hold of us we're more than happy to try to help you before you make that fatal flaw and you know cause your computer to be infected so the next song i'm going to play is from a local artist that i have played a couple of his songs before it's cab calloway Cab is a famous band leader and songwriter born in Rochester in 1907. He lived on Sycamore Street until 1918. There's a small monument that honors him in the park between Sycamore and Avon Place. Calloway wrote Minnie the Moocher, which was the first jazz album to sell a million copies. He was a band leader at the Cotton Club in Harlem during the 1930s and appeared in the Blues Brothers, one of my all-time favorite movies, which is why I like Cab as well. Cab passed away from a stroke on November 18th in 1994, um, unfortunately. So here's Cab Calloway. It's from the album Heidi Ho Man, and it's from the time frame of 19, looks like 94, called uh, Sweet Georgia Brown. <laughs> Thank you. 
get all the fellas that she's never meant. Cab Calloway. Um, so now I want to talk a little bit more about uh, something uh, that you may have heard of called Bitcoin. So Bitcoins are electronic form of uh, currency or cash or whatever you want to call it. Um, cryptocurrency. And I was on uh that website that I get a lot of the information from called Naked Security, and they happen to have something on here that said Bitcoin uses as much energy as the entire Switzerland population. That's crazy. So Bitcoin is eating up about 7 gigawatts per year of energy, according to a new tool from the University of Cambridge Center for Alternative Finance called Cambridge Bitcoin Electricity Consumption Index long word sounds like they uh couldn't come up with a, quite a, <laughs> the efficient name cbeci okay right. there you go that's a bit more than the entire country of switzerland is using according to them a number that's admittedly hard to visualize which is why researchers provided this set of comparisons it's equal to 0.21 percent of the world's supply in science fiction terms, that's the amount of electricity required to power approximately six DeLoreans to fly Marty and Doc to Back to the Future. In nonfiction terms, it's the amount of energy generated by seven Dungeness nuclear power plants. That's a lot of energy. Now, when you say the cryptocurrency, that's is that with the mining that goes on? That's behind with it? the mining and the storage and the manipulation, the whole nine yards. Yes. Okay, so basically. Uh, what people do in the Bitcoin mining, when you hear that, it's not people going out and to the internet and getting these coins off of web pages or what have you. People build these machines, and it goes through and does a scan. If I'm if I'm not if I'm not incorrect, right? It's it's constantly looking for it. Your brother could explain it better because he did it. But right, and basically what you do is you the graphics cards themselves are constantly running. So you have these devices. I know a lot of people that um, my coworker had mentioned to me, uh, he knows, d did it, and they had multiple machines with multiple graphics cards in them. And the graphics cards themselves would normally not be a problem if it was just in a computer. But when you have multiple of these devices running all the time, and uh, Bitcoin is a great way for possibility of future payments, but... The, that amount of consumption is just absurd. That is crazy, especially when it's compared to Switzerland. I know that they're <laughs> on the easier side, I guess you could say. They're, they've always looked at trying to do things the other way. Like if, if you're well, taking road A, they're trying to take road C and trying to figure out a way to get there. So Well, somebody has tried to put it into terms around uh, CO2 emissions. So they're saying Bitcoin produces roughly... 22 megatons of CO2 emissions annually. 
as a level somewhere between what's produced by the nations of Jordan and Sri Lanka together, or roughly as much as Kansas City does in the U.S. So the authors of the study, which appeared in scientific journal Jewel in June, said that the work of Bitcoin to validate transactions via decentralized data protocol requires vast amounts of electricity, which translate into a significant level of carbon emissions. So, um, you know, we got a lot to learn about uh, carbon emissions and whether or not they're causing global warming and all that. But, you know, sometimes we try to switch away from something that is known like standard currency towards cryptocurrency and then we learn this that it's a huge what i would consider to be an energy hog and see that that's the that's the problem with new technology when things first come out there's not enough data behind it so like when everybody rushes to the greatest newest and best thing yeah that might be cool and it might help you out a lot more me personally i i will only go with things that pique my interest but at the same time, like I, I will do my research. I'm not just going to jump in and do the next best thing or keep the next best technology because you want to know the factors that are behind them. Um, I know a lot of people that always want the newest and best phone or the newest best computer, the newest and best car, the best clothes, whatever it may be. But at the same time, you don't always know what is the problems that you can experience with that. Um, that's why a lot of people they say with the software updates whether it be an apple update or the updates for their phone they wait to update the phone until they release another update because that update will have corrected that but if you think about it each update that they release only will help better and keep things continually working the way that you want them and uh to me we definitely want to keep this planet rolling we definitely want to keep well, you know, the, the bottom line is there's a lot, when, when you create a new form of anything, I don't care what it is, there's unintended consequences, right? Right. So when you decide you're going to go from fossil fuels or gasoline-powered cars to battery-powered cars, you have to assume that there's going to be some things in there One that thing that you could think of right off the bat right. is what happens with the dead the right. quote-unquote dead battery. The recycling of the batteries. But not only that, but there's special metals that are required to make those batteries, special chemicals and metals and things that are caustic and whatever. So you have to, you know, you have to weigh the benefits uh, against the, uh, you know, the pros and the cons, if you will. So, and that's definitely one way to look um, at life. I know we only got like a few, maybe 60 seconds, maybe 30 seconds left here. I just want yep. to send you guys out in a positive message. Just take what he said into your life. You have to weigh the pros with your cons. If you're constantly looking at the cons, how can you continue to grow with everything that's been positive? Use your cons as your pros and continue to grow from there. You guys have a great week, and we will catch you guys next week on five uh, from 5 to 6 p.m. Uh, on Wednesday. Yeah, and this is Ken Corpus with Corey Corpus. And we are known as the Analog Man Radio Show, and we're going to be here again next week.
Tonight we'll see mostly cloudy skies with a low around 72 and a chance of showers and thunderstorms that should last right on through tonight and through all day tomorrow when some of those storms could produce heavy rains. Our high tomorrow should be around 86 and our low tomorrow night should be around 68. I'm Cindy Jean Green with your weather. Thanks for listening to WRFC 106.3 FM. Friday, July 26th, is the red carpet event and movie premiere screening of Because of You, a movie directed and produced by A-Town Flex and Motive Hills. There will be two screenings, 6.15 p.m. and 8.45 p.m. at the Little Theater, 240 East Avenue. That's Friday, July 26th. For more information, visit eventbrite.com, text or call 585-414-7155. Again, 585-414-7155. Because of You is a proud sponsor of 106.3 FM, WRFZLP, Rochester. Moon Rock Smoke Shop, cigars, hookahs, tobacco pipes, jewelry scales, games, vapes, and more. That's Moon Rock Smoke Shop, 1839 East Ridge Road. For more information, they can be reached seven days a week at 585-360-4090. That's 585-360-4090. Moon Rock Smoke Shop is a proud sponsor of 106.3 FM, WRFZLP, Rochester, Rochester, Rochester. Welcome to We Got The Funk. Ever wonder how your favorite song came about? How about some of your favorite groups forming or their most scandalous stories? We Got The Funk will bring 